couple things. We were able, just so that you know, um, we have, years ago, we were blessed. Somebody had given us a 40-channel soundboard. Those that were here, do you remember that? And, uh, okay, some of you don't. We were blessed with a 40-channel soundboard. Um, and about 20 of the channels didn't work. And they told us that. But, you know, we were like, hey, 20 that do? Yes, we'll take that. And so we did, and we were very thankful for that. Sometimes isn't that kind of the culture? Somebody wants to bless you, and then we want to criticize what we get blessed with? Sometimes maybe we need to just step back and go, hey, <laughs> and just, yeah, thank them. And maybe God, sometimes I've gotten stuff, and I'm like, oh, that's not what I wanted. But God's like trying to bless you because you can bless somebody else with that. I'm trying to get it to you so I can get it to them. And I'm going to get you something else or whatever. So we said yes. And uh, the other day I was on my way to the office and the Lord put on my mind another pastor. I saw his face and I saw that 40 channel board. It's been sitting back in the media room. So I called him and said, hey, your church need a uh, soundboard. Pause on the phone. What? I said, you need a soundboard. I'd like to bless you with one. Well, but pastor, we're not. We're not we don't uh, you know that kind of we don't have the money i said i you don't need any money do you need a soundboard so then i told him everything that i'm just telling you we it, i think only 20 channels worked but we used it and it worked for us for the 20 channels or so and um you know you can do with it whatever you want i mean if you need to want to do whatever else or that's fine pause on the phone are you serious totally serious came here and then we were able to bless him financially he had been uh, he worked at a place he had been out of work, and uh, so the church was able to help him with that. Left him in the parking lot with a soundboard, tears in his face, his wife hugging on his neck, and he had just said to God, he said, I, I can't even tell you, not even two weeks ago, God, what are we going to do? We need a new sound system, which it's new to him. It's not new, but, you know, so what I'm telling, so he said, how did you know? And I told him what I just told you, and I said, I, I wanted, I'm teaching on the kingdom. This was like a baby bird in a nest, you know, when the mother comes and the birds are like, ah, ah, you know, he was just like, tell me about the kingdom. Seriously. And so I started telling him about the kingdom, started telling him what we're talking about. This dude was totally like, oh, so he goes and he, he texts me back. I ought to read it, but I don't have my phone with me. But it basically, I'm doing what you said about the kingdom. And this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened. And he's like, this is crazy. And so he starts going, I mean, he's all stoked. Dude, he's Baptist. But see, the kingdom, the kingdom doesn't care. Red, yellow, black, or white. We're all precious in his sight. Fat kids, skinny kids, kids that climb on rocks, tough kids, sissy kids, even kids with chicken pox use kingdom. Use the kingdom. Anyway, all that being said, uh, I've got books that are on the way. They should be here at my house Tuesday, and I'll bring them here. Um, and they're $15 a piece. I have a few of these left, fixing the money thing. Some of you are like, I want to get you know uh, this thing down. Fixing the money thing is going to help you get financially set. Because until you can fix the money thing, you're, you're going to have all kinds of issues. Because this earth curse system uses what? Money. So we need to fix that. So $15, I have a few of these copies left. Um, and then I have Faith Hunt and uh, Kingdom Thoughts. Both of these are all three from Pastor Gary. Faith Hunt is probably the one book I've read 12 times more. I don't know. I've probably given 30 of those away, 25 of those. Um, but it is, the stories are all about hunting. 
and I'm tell, telling you my hunting stories, but they all deal with kingdom principles that don't just work for hunting. So if you can pull the secret out of there for that, uh, those will be coming, and we'll have those next week, and I'll try to have a table and maybe somebody to, to work that. I only Because I, I, they asked me, how many do you want? I said, oh, give me 10 of each. So I have 10 of each of those books. Kingdom Thoughts is kind of kingdom-minded thoughts that you could read as a devotional every day or something like that. But uh, again, $15 for each book, but um, I got 10 of each, and I can get more. That's not an issue. I just didn't know. So I just had to give them a number, and that's what I did. <coughs> We've been talking about agreement. We're going to finish that part of uh, Kingdom Living up this week in agreement if, you know, as we get through it. Uh, I'm excited. We, next week, I think we're going to talk about the law of operations. So we're going to talk about that law and how exactly everything operates. And but we have to agree or we don't get any operation. How many know that? So then we, we know why. So we, we, last week we talked about we agree with things every day. We talked about the things that, that happen to us uh, that we sign, maybe a lease or a contract. Um, but we agree with things. We, sometimes we agree with what people say, and we don't realize that we were in agreement with that. Secondly, we talked about we set the speed. We set the speed for agreement because of how we respond or don't respond, whether we get into the kingdom with, by agreeing with the word of God or whether we fight that all the time. So we can help set the speed. And then third, we talked last week was about our own belief system, what we really believe. How many knows what you believe will come out? And so we talked about that because if we have a plan B and we go, well, we're going to believe God to be out of debt, but if, if he doesn't come through, we've got this. Well, this is already your plan A because that is what your belief system is falling on instead of plan uh, a, you've got a plan B, so you might as well just make your plan B your plan A. Are, do you understand what I'm saying? So knowing all of that, it, it is about our belief system and saying, okay, God, I'm putting you first. I'm going to do things your way, and it's going to seem, and we talked about our natural, you know, we try to reason it out. And my, my wife even helped me last week, uh, which she helps me all the time, but sometimes I want to figure out the how. You, you with me? You ever just like, I don't understand how God's going to do this. I don't get how he's going to do this. You, my job is not the how. My job is to believe. And then he can do the how. How are you going to split the water? I don't know how he's going to do that. I didn't even know he was going to do that if I was an Israelite. You know what I mean? How are we going to get across the other side? I don't know. The how is up to God. So it's going to talk about our belief system. So here's number four. We've got, remember, the Magnificent Seven. So here's number four of those seven. We just told you the three. Here's number four. A covenant is binding. Turn to your neighbor and say, a covenant. If you're married, the Bible says that you became one, one flesh, you are one. God looks at you and considers you one. What's different from a married couple than a couple who lives together? Pastor, oh, you can't say that. I just did. Listen to me. I understand the culture. I understand. It doesn't mean I agree with it. How many, sometimes you, you just, we have to agree with the word. So if we want the word to be prevalent in our lives, we want blessing to flow in our life, then we, we don't want to do anything knowingly on purpose to cut that off. So a covenant is binding. The difference between married and living together, and here's a big difference. Everybody say covenant. Because we made the covenant with words. We are gathered here together with God and these witnesses. What are they witnesses of what? They're witnesses of the words or the vows that will be exchanged to form the binding covenant. The ring. Ring is the symbol. You know, it's the, 
the circular symbol that, that's never ending. And they exchange rings. They exchange vows. That's what we are witnessing of. That's why people are there to do that. They're witnessing those words. In Malachi, it says this, and I looked it up. It says, God is a witness of the vows of your marriage, and he holds us accountable to those vows. Is, you know, think about this. Just as if you signed a lease or a contract, this covenant of marriage, you are accountable to God. So when we're married, you are one in his eyes. When God sees you when you get married, he says, okay. Now, see, the, the issue with living together than being married is there are people that go, I like to keep my back door open in case I don't like any of the things that are going on. I can still exit. Listen to me, girlfriend. If he wants to exit, kick him to the curb. Make him, make him be the man he needs to be and, and do the vows. Sir, if she's like, I don't want to get married, move on. Because you need to find someone that's going to say, you know what? Me, you, and God. That's how it's going to be. So we need to understand that. So when we're married, we're one in God's eyes. And that's how we operate, one in spirit. And as time goes on, as you get to know each other as a couple, you can, if I could say, you blend. You know each other. You know what you like to eat. You know what you like to wear. You know what your favorite this is and that is. There's times we go out to eat. Kim, I'll watch her and she'll go, hmm, I'm going to get this. Okay, and I know that she's trying something she's not sure of. So I'm just going to tell you what I'll do. I will get something that I know that she likes. Because if she doesn't like this, she's going to like what I bought. And so then I'm going to eat what she doesn't like. <laughs> and she's going <laughs> to or, or, you know, uh, you get to know each other so well, if you have a headache, the other takes the aspirin. You know what I'm saying? So you, you blend. You start knowing each other. And, and so that's good. First Peter 3, 7 says, Husbands, likewise, dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together to the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. See, we need to understand that scripture because prayers can be hindered. Um, and it's not just, we, sometimes we think it's just husbands against wives. So, husband, you better be careful. And, and that's true. But wives, you've got to be careful as well. This is about, again, God sees you as one. So it works on both sides of that. Um, so for both husbands and wives, because we need to operate in unity. If we want our prayers to go past the ceiling, we want our prayers to be answered, then we have to get this law down, this law of agreement. If we step out of unity, then we stop God from working. Now, we have a refrigerator at our house that's one of those double-wide, you know, whatever they call those. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, double-wide? I don't know. In a guy's terms, it's just a bigger at the top. <laughs> but what I like to do is I wait till my kids are trying to get water out of the dispenser. And if you open the door, it stops the water. So I'll wait till they're like that, and I'll go, you know, if you open this door, the water stops. And then I'll just stand there, and they'll be like, Dad! Okay, it is the same kind of, you know, God is working, and then we, we, we get out of unity, we open that door, and then things stop. As soon as we get back together, we shut the door, things start again. In that same manner, we've got to keep our mindset knowing, all right, God, I need, I need to stay as much as I can in unity and, and in agreement. And because your, your wife or your husband, you release power. 
you release power. And the devil knows that. Now, listen to me. I'm telling you, if there's anything that he fights against, it's against teamwork. It's against a husband and a wife. He, because there's power in that unity, in that oneness, and he fights for it. And if he can get you in strife and get you out of unity, get you out of agreement, and that means it stops. It's halted. And so he's winning. Are, are we, we understand. Here's number five of the Magnificent Seven. There's strength in numbers. There's one reason why he doesn't want you to be in agreement. Because if one can put a thousand... The Bible says two can put 10,000. There's strength in numbers. That's why Miss Kim is adamant about prayer, because the more people that show up for prayer, or if you're praying from your home, but if you're coming and we're in unity about the same thing. Can, can I say that Jesus talked to 500 people? Now, they, they saw Jesus after he was killed. They saw him die, saw him get killed, saw him buried, and then he comes back and says, hey, listen, I got to go now. But if you go to this place, some cool stuff's going to happen. Now, that's, you know, that's in the Brett's Message Bible, but that's <laughs> kind of what he's saying. And out of 500 of them, 380 say, you know what, I kinda, I'm going to be busy that day. And 120 go, you know what, I think I need to show up. And with 120 people that were all together in covenant, in unity, things start happening what would happen if we began to take the lord at his word there's strength in numbers matthew 18 18 and 20 surely i say to you whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven again i say to you that if two of you agree now they're not just talking husband and wife here now god is saying he's talking about covenant it's great to because husband and wife that's really i mean let's think about it if, if we're at one it's just strength but that's a big one but he's just he's talking about if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, anything that they anything that they ask. It will be done for them by my father in heaven, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. So it isn't, you know, if you're saying, well, my husband's not saved, my wife's not saved. OK, God is saying, listen, I understand that you can get an agreement with another believer. You can get an agreement and say, okay, let's, let's put our hands to this thing. It could be, if you're like, I don't even have a friend. I don't have a, then get an agreement with the word. Because with you and God, that's a majority. Just start believing God, I'm going to believe you for what you say. And the Bible says in 1 John 5.14, it says that we, we pray he hears that, takes the case, and says, okay, I'll do that. Again, that's Brett's message Bible version, but you can look that up. <laughs> If God be for you, who can be against you? Here's the flip side. You can also come into agreement with the enemy. You can get an evil report. You know, I just talked to somebody just not long ago, and they just got a report from the doctor, and it wasn't good. And, this, you know, they said, well, I wanted to talk to you. I wanted to tell you what the doctor said. And I said, let me, let me explain something. The doctor has to say what he has to say because he's required by law to tell you the facts. Because if he doesn't tell you what the diagnosis in our natural reasoning says, he's liable according to his contract as a doctor. Are we okay? So he's going to tell you the good, bad, and the ugly. What you do with that is then I understand he's telling me that. But what does God say about this? Again, 
law of gravity works every time, but the law of lift supersedes gravity. The facts may be the facts, but I'm here to tell you, God can supersede the facts. He can say, I can speak to your faith, and you can come into agreement, touching any one thing, and we can change that. See, whatever you come into agreement with is what's coming into your domain. Whatever you come into agreement with is what's coming into your domain. When I, and I'm hunting and I'm agreeing for what I'm hunting for, that's what's coming. That's what's coming to me. Depending on what I've prayed for, it may take it longer to get here. If I wanted a bigger buck and there wasn't one in my woods, I may take it a few days to, to get scared away or move over to my woods somehow. I don't know how God's going to get it there. I don't have to worry about the how. I just know that it's coming. So again, we find a word on what we need. We stand on that word. How do you defend what you're believing God for? You come into agreement for it to happen. You touch it, your seed. You give it to God. You lay hands on it. You speak over it. You release it in faith. You receive it with thanksgiving. And then you watch. You just are, you're just waiting. You're not, you're not waiting to see if God will do it. You're waiting to, to get the harvest. You're waiting for that to happen. I'm not, I'm not wondering if, I'm just wondering when. And I just have to give that to God because faith and patience bring the promise. It means, God, you know what? I trust you. You said that. That settles it. I sowed it. I believed we sowed it together. I don't want to do anything to break that. If I cut the electric wire, it's going to cut off electricity to whatever's past that. Let's not do that. So then we have to find out, well, we broke it, and then we have to go back, and we have to either redo it again, or we have to repair that breach. Are you on the same page again? I know I keep saying that, but it's real important that we understand what I'm talking about. What happens to many people is they don't see change right away, so they, they quit believing. They fall away with their words and with their action. And in Mark, it talks about the sower and the seeds. Remember that story? talks about different ones that some fall on this ground some fall on that ground some receive it gladly but because there's no root and and so that's what happens sometimes we get oh yes 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 and we receive it in church and as soon as we get home then we get that phone call from the solicitor or the bill collector or whatever and then we go oh and then we'll never get out and and we we got to watch what we get in agreement with there's power in agreement one could put a thousand Two can put 10,000. There's always going to be somebody that thinks you should do it probably different. Go ask somebody how you file your taxes. You'll get five different answers, probably. I don't like that, do you? I hate it when that happens. Here's number six of the Magnificent Seven. How do we stay in unity, in power, and in faith? Here's number six. And I don't know, most guys need work on this, me included, and probably girls as well. So communication. <laughs> see and there was a woman that said amen amen preacher that's right you hear him he's telling you to get that right you better listen take notes will you communication is key it's essential for husband and wife to stay in in unity and that's the thing we have different how many men and women are different obviously my wife is different than me there's you know Just saying, there have been times, I remember years ago, remember when Claire's was at the mall? Claire's is a jewelry thingy. 
and you know, it's not a place where I go, but she'd say, I know exactly what I want. I'm just going to go in there and get it. Now, if we're a guy, that's what we do. We are like, shoot it, bag it, get it out, let's go home. Game starts at one, let's not mess around. You know what I'm saying? We're just like, mm. Okay, she can go in there, and she can be, I'm gonna, I know what I want, but on the way in there, ooh, ooh. And the next thing you know, like 40 minutes later, she's got what she wanted, and she's got these other things. I saw some things that were on sale. So we're different. I get it. But communication is the key. So to stay in faith together, we have to walk in faith together. You have to stay. You have to talk with one another. And the enemy will attack your unity. But this isn't just about speaking. Because guys and girls, again, in that area are different. Girls like a lot of words. Guys, not so much. Sometimes we come home. How was your day? Good. How was your day? Well, my day was great. I went down and got up and you know, because they have all of that. And that's that's how God made them. That's okay, but we don't always function in that. So I need a ride home. <laughs> when families come together, there's power in the prayer of agreement. We pulled our kids in and we prayed for different things and believed God for different uh, things and we've had communion together we prayed over sickness and sickness would leave our house if it was there and we you know whatever we were praying for we would believe for that and god would answer that if we'd stay in prayer and we'd stay in unity that prayer would be answered we could keep a journal we could mark we pray here we did that i know uh uh pastor gary and his family they played prayed for a certain kind of van and they they sowed a seed as a family and they believed for it and it didn't happen for six months but then it happened and it was exactly what they prayed for. So husbands and wives, you have to stay in agreement. Disagreement is you coming out of agreement. So we got to stay in agreement. You have to communicate. Now listen to me. Now this is going to sound, this, well, this will make sense. All the guys will say this makes perfect sense. Because our wives want us to, to be in agreement um, emotionally. Because they, they, they like that. And husbands, we're pretty simple, aren't we? Feed us, love us. So, well, you know, we, we have few needs, and all we need is those needs met. You know what I'm saying to you? So anyway, so you have to communicate in agreement physically as a husband and a wife and emotionally and spiritually. So, so you put all of those together. That's that three-stranded cord in that unit is, is not easily broken. And we all need work on that, okay? Everybody, me, everybody. But we have to meet each other's needs to the best of our ability, and we have to lift one another up. And, and so, anyway, God is, is doing those kind of things, and that's how he works. That's a law. It's a kingdom law. Understand, you can't be showing hallelujah unless you have some of these bases covered. We can fake, but, you know, bottom line is we have to start saying, you know what? There's got to be fruit. There's got to be proof in the pudding. There's got to be, okay, let's do that. And it doesn't mean if you're sitting here going, you know what, Brett, I did that wrong. Join the wrong club, okay? We've all done it wrong at one time or another. But I'm breaking out of that club, and I'm getting into the grace club. I'm getting into, God, I did that wrong, but man, give me some grace, man. Give me some new mercies. Let me fix that. Let me figure out where I made the disruption, where this isn't happening or whatever. And maybe God show me so I can make that right. Communicate. You've got to cultivate what you want. 
that seed comes in, you've got to protect that seed. Just like it was in a garden, you, you keep the weeds out, you protect it, you keep it safe. You keep your husband safe. You keep your wife safe. You work on that relationship. You keep all of those things. Communication, all those needs. You keep them cultivated. You keep them together. And I'll say this. Your enemy is not your spouse. It's powers and principalities. It's the enemy. Satan. He's the one that wants to get you out of unity. Here's number seven, our last point. Watch over your seed. I just led you right into that. The seed the enemy wants is your, listen to me, he wants your words. Those words that were sown to you that I'm sowing to you now, that's what he wants. Because he's after your belief system. He's coming after our words. He isn't challenging the word of God. He already knows the word of God. He, w- he was with God. Remember, he got kicked out of heaven. He knows God's word works. What he's challenging is the words that you got. Do you believe them? He already knows it's true. He's trying to get your belief system off track. He wants to know if you believe it works or not. If he can get you to doubt whether it works or not. So then your words will come out of agreement with God's word. Because what happens if we don't see it right away, man has a tendency to say, you know what, I guess we need to create another doctrine It doesn't work this way. We need to do something that'll make us feel better to make it work. Maybe it's just it does work, but it didn't work this way because we got out of agreement or got out of unity with God's word or with our spouse or with whatever. We have to keep that in check. Because it'll nullify what you're praying for. Fred, it's so easy to be double minded. I know last week I told you to (laughs) close your mind and bow your eyes. (laughs) I was just excited. But but we get nothing if we're double-minded. If we're just saying, well, God, I hope you do this, but I don't know if you're going to. You might do it for him, but you won't do it for me. Okay, then if it doesn't happen, that's just what you pretty much have, that's your belief system. It's not, do you really believe that God is no respecter of persons? Do you really believe if that law works for me, wouldn't it work for you? Don't get into agreement over bad stuff. Works both ways. Don't blame each other. You know what the enemy will do? He'll get you where you can't seem to even agree to walk together for anything. And the enemy wins that fight. Now you're, you know, you're just mad. Satan starts warping our way of thinking. We start criticizing more than just loving and being in agreement. I've got uh, this other, you know, this other story to to tell, and then then I'm done. And <laughs> I think he just stepped out to to run to the back. But you know, Charles is here, and he was diagnosed with stage four cancer. He carries a paper around with him that shows the results, and they said there's nothing they can do. There's they can't remove it. He's not a candidate for it. There's just nothing. So he called Charlotte, and him called the kids in. And that's, you know, Kim and, and her sister and, and then spouses. So we went, and this is what we, we said, and this is what we agreed. We're not going to tell everybody. It's not that everybody, you know, and you can tell everybody, but it depends on what your ears are open to listen to. Because we were just saying we're not going to get in agreement with people that are just like, well, you know, I don't know. I don't know of anybody that's had stage four and that kind of a level has ever, okay, I don't need to have that, do you? If you're that person, do you want to hear that? 
don't need to have that. You need the people that say, you know what, according to this word, by his stripes, you are healed. Uh, that's what I'm going to need. Let's, let's get in agreement with that. So Kim said, oh, I'm going to give you healing tapes, and that's all you're going to do. And, and so he said, we're going to get agreement with just us. And he prayed, and we prayed, and that's all we did. We prayed, and every time we, I, we thought of him, we prayed, thank you, God, for healing him. Thank you, God, that cancer dies in Jesus' name. And he clutched his Bible. He said he held it to his chest throughout different hours and the wee hours of the morning when he couldn't sleep because he's fighting that battle. How many knows when something like that, it's, it's great to have people that are in the foxhole with you, but you know you're still, it, it is your belief system that, that the enemy is really coming in because they can all be fighting, and if, if you start changing your belief system, that's a hinge. And so he, he stayed close to the Lord and stayed close to the word. You need to understand this is really true. This happened. Maddie, uh, she couldn't hear out of her ear, and, and she did something probably some people have ever, you ever thought, I just need to pop something. Or she stuck something in her ear just to get it to pop, and uh, she stuck it too far. We went to the, took her to the doctor, and they said her, her total eardrum has collapsed. You know, she didn't do it on purpose. She just, she couldn't hear, so she was just, you know, she couldn't get, so she thought it was just wax or something, and she was just trying to, to get it out. And the, do- the doctor looked at, I, mean, I don't know, we have two people that said that. The urgent care and another doctor says it's completely collapsed. There's, it's flat, it's gone. We just said, understood, that's, they have to tell you what they see. Okay, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things what? So you know what Kim and I did? We could picture her eardrum completely, nothing flat, whatever an eardrum looks like. I could just picture it completely whole. We prayed over that. We went back to a, the guy said, there's nothing wrong with her eardrum. Her eardrum was completely healed, completely done, completely restored. Why? Because, again, this law of agreement, this unity in this law of agreement. Faith produces every time. Fear will produce every time. So you have to decide which side of that you're going to stand on. The Bible says people perish for lack of what? Knowledge. And see, what I'm trying to tell you, this stuff is really life and death. If you don't know about it, many of us will just accept whatever the doctor says. What does God say? So come into agreement with people that know what you're talking about and know the word that will agree with you and whose authority they submit to. Jesus Christ, the word of God. See, we blame God so many times for stuff and... It's, it's us. It's not God. God didn't do it. <laughs> we have tied his hands because we gave the enemy access to take our agreement, to take our rightful place in authority. And so we went on the wrong thing. I'm going to ask you this. It's, it's 5 to 10, but I want, I want to ask you this. But people will say, well, Brett, what if I can, I, can I still fight at the final moment? You can always fight. But let me just ask you, but if we stayed on track with God, and this is what my, I love this about my wife. She says, I want to see the enemy way far away before he's coming. I mean, do you want to fight the enemy with a, with a uh, rifle and a scope, or do you want to fight him combat hand-to-hand? I mean, you can wait till he gets up here. It's going to be a fight either way, but I think if I could get him at 200 yards and he can't even get to my house, my kids, or anything that God has given me, that would be the plan. I'll just sh- shoot the booger. And then I don't even have to do Rambo on him because he can't make it in here. 
So we got to start asking ourselves, what do we believe? I don't want to wait till the thief is trying to come into to my house to do something. I want to keep him out long before he ever gets there. So let's let's understand moments of crisis. We, we don't always get a second chance. It's you know, that's when it's like it's it's on. The first thing we come in agreement, start setting things in motion. So we have to understand that. If we didn't any if we did anything to break our agreement with God, then we break that. We get in agreement with what God says. We renew it and we move with him. And crisis is going to tell you your belief system. You get into crisis, you're going to find out what you really believe. What you really stand on. Because you're going to be pressured. You're going to be put, uh, oh, do we stand, do we need, we need this, we need this. Let me just tell you something. And I, I need everybody to hear my heart because I'm going to throw out, I won't even throw out the whole figure. But I'm just saying, we, we, we set God in our hearts and said god we are believing you because of the kingdom what i'm teaching you that we will not go in debt for a wedding and god used people and did different things and we thousands of dollars thousands of dollars came in and we don't owe anything on a wedding by principles that i'm trying to teach you now so what i'm saying is the enemy doesn't want you to know those kind of things he doesn't want he wants you to feel that pressure of what's going to happen what's going to happen i'll tell you what's going to happen god's going to answer that but if you put your faith system and saying, you know what, God, I'm believing in you. I didn't do this. Nothing happened like this on purpose. I'm trusting in you. I'm going to do what you tell me to do. I'm going to use your kingdom. And God, I thank you. It's, it's already taken care of. I'm not going to be a strife about it. I'm not going to worry about it. You're going to deal with this, and I got it. You, you know, you're going you're gonna to do it. You got this. And you set your belief system in, in order, and you start being in agreement with your spouse and with those that will stay in agreement with you. You'll watch God's kingdom move. You'll see things happen, and you'll know they're going to happen because you're not in if land. You're not in wonderland. You're in agreement land. And in agreement land, it comes to pass. How many believe that? Turn to your neighbor, give him a high five, and say, that's good stuff. All right. Bow your heads uh, and close your eyes. <laughs>